Hello and welcome to the third episode of Weekly Space. And I have been thinking, like monthly space, weekly space might have like a main subject thing like a space launch system overview, a starship overview, a dragon overview, a starliner overview. I'm really just doing Boeing versus SpaceX, a super heavy overview, a Saturn V overview. I'll probably do that. Um, so we're going to start that today with Dragon and Starliner. But I'm not prepared at all because I record, I was like, darn it, it's Monday tomorrow when I recorded this, so... Um, yeah, I was sort of in a hurry. Okay then, and today we have the SpaceX Dragon versus the Boeing Starliner. So I actually have not chosen one yet, so maybe this will um, get me to choose. So we will start with this. Starliner. So, the CST-100 Starliner is its full name, I guess. Um, it's a next-generation space capsule that will take bring people to and from low-Earth orbit. Um, it was designed to accommodate seven passengers, and it was built in collaboration with NASA's Commercial Crew Program. Um, it's meant for service missions to the International Space Station and bringing people there. Um, I think NASA opted out for four people on this one. They opted out for four astronauts on a lot of stuff. So it's a reusable capsule and it has a proven parachute and airbag system. It allows the capsule to be reused up to 10 times. It's a, it has user control ready, so it's adapt, the Starliner adapted a best practice from the commercial industry with backup manual controls for the pilot. Landing on solid ground. The Starliner is designed for land-based returns rather than water returns, first for a space capsule built in the United States. The Starliner landing system includes parachutes as well as airbags, seen here. I'm sorry you don't see them, but um, airbags deploy from the bottom of it, and they absorb the shock of the impact. It does have the capacity for seven people. I do think NASA opted out for four. And it has autonomous docking. Okay, then it has a 21st century spacesuit. So we're just, that's what they call it. So we're just gonna go into the um, details. Soft helmet with zipper closure. Oh, that looks like that. The helmet zips around your neck instead of using latches. Um, and it has comfortable head protection. It has 
And sorry, we're not talking about the spacesuits, we're talking about the capsule. So no more spacesuit stuff. Quick facts. The Starliner is a reusable spacecraft that combines a proven capsule architecture, materials, and a subsystem and subsystem technologies with 21st century innovations. Two, the Starliner's economic... Why don't I know how to pronounce that? Economic impact can be seen across the United States with more than 425 suppliers in 37 states. The pusher abort system provides safe crew escape throughout the launch and ascent phase of the mission. Wireless internet will assist with crew communication, entertainment, and docking with the International Space Station. An innovative, weldless design eliminates the structural risks of traditional welds, and it also reduces mass and production time. Boeing developed training devices. Boeing developed training devices provide Starliner crews extensive training on the most technologically advanced, proven, and integrated systems, ensuring astronauts. Learn how to handle any situation that could arise in the harsh environment of space, even with a spacecraft that is designed to be autonomous. In addition to both an uncrewed and crewed flight test, NASA has ordered six Boeing crewtation missions to the International Space Station aboard the Starliner, which will be Boeing's first commercial human spaceflight missions. Every American spacecraft that has carried astronauts into space was designed and built by Boeing or Boeing's heritage companies. Yeah, that's a huge lie. Yep, that's a very huge lie. Because SpaceX built rockets that carry American... SpaceX is an American rocket company that builds rockets that carry people to space. So Boeing is now lying to us. Um, let me see where it was. Yes, Starliner's crew access tower is the first new access tower to be built along Florida's space coast since the Apollo era. The crew access arm and white room, which are about 169 feet, 51.5 meters, above the launch pad surface of the Space Launch Complex 41, are of wind are where crews will be begin boarding the Starliner before launch. I think that's also a lie. Doesn't SpaceX build those? Sp- Space Launch Complex 41 has been used only for non-crew spacecraft to this point, hosting Titan rockets beginning in 1965 and then Atlas V since 2002. I'm sorry, if there's a V, I say V. I meant five. Notable NASA missions have launched from the Starliner launch pad include the Viking robots that landed on Mars, the Voyager spacecraft that toured the outer... This is about the pad they are launching from. They could launch from 39A, I don't care. It's the same pad, so half of this doesn't matter. So Boeing is trying to brag and stuff. 
am and then we're going to move on to the crew dragon okay then dragon sending humans and cargo into space 23 total launches of the Dragon, 22 visits to the ISS, and 9 reflown missions. Can someone get me some interlude music here? then now that we have had our interlude music we can continue with the dragon okay it's capable of carrying up to seven passengers to and from Earth orbit and beyond it is the only spacecraft currently flying that is capable of returning significant amounts of cargo to earth and is the first private spacecraft to take humans to the space i international space station that is true. Fact checking is complete. SpaceX did not lie on that one. Okay, then the overview. I'm sorry for not getting any Starliner info on this. It's eight point. It's twenty six feet in height. It has a diameter of thirteen feet. Um, it has a capsule volume of three hundred twenty eight square. Feet. Feet? Square feet? I don't know. 328 feet. With a three. Hmm. Okay. One thing. Right. Mm. No, never mind. But I don't understand the three. Its trunk volume is 1,300 feet. And another three. Is that squared? I thought two was a squared. Um, it can launch 6,000 kilograms or 13,000 pounds and return 3,000 kilograms or 6,000 pounds around those. And its trunk. Um, it carries unpressurized cargo but also supports the spacecraft during ascent. One half of the trunk is covered in solar panels that provide power to the Dragon during flight and while on the station. The trunk remains attached to Dragon until shortly before re-entry into Earth's atmosphere. Then the capsule um, it allows for person transportation and environmentally sensitive cargo. Um, it is equipped with some super eight Super Draco engines. Um, and then its launch abort system. It has sixteen thousand pounds of escape thrust. Um, so I think that's a lot. It has the eight Super Dracos. And it has sixteen super and it has sixteen Draco thrusters. Um RCS things. 
to orient the spacecraft during the mission, including apogee, perigee, maneuvers, orbit adjustment, and altitude control. Um, yeah, so we are almost done. They have sort of a nice spacesuit modern thing. Oh wait, let me do... In 20... I'm gonna read this straight off their website right here. In 2020, SpaceX returned America's ability to fly NASA astronauts to and from the International Space Station on American vehicles for the first time since 2011. In addition to flying astronauts to space for NASA, SpaceX's Dragon spacecraft can also carry private passengers to Earth orbit the ISS or beyond. Sorry for the pause. Um, it, the Super Dracos can power the Dragon half a mile away from the launch vehicle in less than 8 seconds. But what are the G-forces on the astronauts? It has 4 parachutes. Again, sorry for the background noise. They are really annoying. If you can hear the background noise might not be able to um yes so that's all there is the starliner also has a trunk though didn't mention that for some reason i choose the dragon <laughs> um also one thing that i didn't say before um, NASA actually gave Boeing more leeway when making the Starliner and they actually found an error in its code during testing. So Boeing had or is still going through about a million lines of code to find that error, but NASA watched SpaceX pretty closely, so there weren't really many problems with the Dragon. And you might be thinking, doesn't that mean NASA should watch them more closely? And one second here, I do believe that we have some listeners in Switzerland. Let me see here. So we have some in Germany, some in the UK, some in Switzerland. Some in Canada, I think one in each of those countries. Um, so next time I guess I'll talk a bit about the ESA and the UK Space Agency, I guess. And so I um person from Canada, but does Canada have a space agency? Let me check here. The Canadian Space... Oh, I've seen this before. The Canadian Space Agency. Okay, I didn't know it, but I just forgot. Um, 
yes so we will um talk about the canadian space agency soon next episode i guess um and yeah that's all for the main subject I'm mad at myself right now because I don't know how this thing could have happened. I just recorded the rest of the episode, but for some reason it didn't save, so I'll do it again. So, hopefully next time, to our Swiss listeners, uh, and German listeners, um, we will have a bit more of the ESA. And then for our United Kingdom listeners, we'll have some more listener, I'm sorry. All of these countries have one listener. Um, that our listener in Germany, our listener, uh, and our listener in Switzerland. Um, I will talk a bit more about the ESA for you, and then to our listener in the United Kingdom, I'll talk about a, a bit more about the UK Space Agency. And then to our listener in Canada, um, I will talk more about the Canadian Space Agency. Okay, why did I just open the website? Now I'm confusing myself. So, launches and events. So first we will start with the Cygenus NG-15 capture. That's today. Um, this is all US time, I believe. Um, it's a cargo resupply vehicle that will be captured by the robotic Canada Arm 2 on the International Space Station on Monday, February 22nd, today at 9.40. Um, and then next, this might get postponed, might not. I don't know NASA's history of postponing things, but anyway, the SLS Green Run Hot Fire, it's the second one on the B2 testing. Okay, that was, that, that was a plaster, not plaster, that was a paper mache, um, sculpture, so nothing bad happened, if you heard it. I really wish I know the capability of my microphone. (sighs) I'm talking too much about behind the scenes on the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, on the B-2 test stand at NASA Stennis Space Center in Mississippi. Um, And NASA will have a live stream of that, I think. And then the U.S. EVA-71, sometime in February. Um, NASA astronauts Kate Rubens and Victor Clover, Victor Glover, not Victor Clover, will perform a spacewalk on the International Space Station to prepare the station for installation of additional solar arrays. They have enough solar arrays already. What do they need more for than uh, the U.S. EVA-72? But that is in March. And then after that, there's a landing on Mars. And then after that, again, a what? And then and then there's a removal of the module, a docking, and another la- Mars landing. Um, I talked too much about those. Then this week's launches. Is this the last week in February? Okay, while recording this episode, I've been really mixed up. Let me get a calendar. Yeah, 
Why am I doing this for recording? Okay, something's wrong with Google. But really, why am I? Why am I trying getting pulling up a calendar while recording? Um. Yes, I think this is the last week. Yes, this is the last week in February. So all the February launches. I, uh, on the 25th, we have a Starlink landing on Just Read the Instructions. The booster is landing on Just Read the Instructions, not the satellites. Um, Kennedy Space Center on the 25th. Did I say that? Um, then ISRO, PSLVDL, Amazonian, one others. On the 28th, um, some launch center in India, then a Laz Cosmos Soyuz 2.1B, we get M blah 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 blah. Then that's from the Beckner Cons- Com- Com- Cosm- Cosmodrome in Kaza blah blah stem. Kaza. I'm gonna call it Kaza. Then us, which is kind of, okay, back to the page I was looking at. Then a CASC, Long March 2D, that's Shijian 19 mission. Then that is sometime in February at the Jiquan, I said that already. And then a Long March 3B slash E, TCS Tar 1 mission. And then after that, we have a Long March 3B slash E, then a Long March 4B, and then a Long March 4C, and a Long March 6, and a blah blah blah. Okay, not all of those launches are this month. Actually, all of them are this month, but I skipped the ones that weren't um, long marches. So yes, China has a lot of long march rockets. And so after that one, the CASE long march 3B slash ETCS TAI-1 from the Zik, from the Zik, from the Zik, I don't know, satellite launch center in China. We have the CASIC, the Zhailong one, that's the Wencheng Satellite Launch Center in China. And then we have a VKSRS Soyuz from Russia. And then another one from Russia. And then we have a Long March 3B slash E. And that's some mission. I don't know, launch center in China, and then a CASC Long March 4B, I don't know, satellite launch center in China, again in February, um, then a Long March 4C, CASC, um, uh, uh, CASC Long March 4B, Garfin 302 mission, from the Zhiquan Satellite Launch Center in China, and then a CASC Long March 6 satellite, something satellite launch center in China. Then maybe SN10 sometime in February. Then Spaceship 2 sometime in February. That's Virgin Galactic. Then SpaceX again. I believe they. No, I went into much. 
But, so the last launch of the month is a Virgin Galactic Spaceship 2, or it could possibly be a Starship. Um, so that's all for launches and events. Don't know why I do my calendar while recording a podcast. For some reason I do. I think that's it for this week. So, yes, most exciting things are a SpaceX launch. Well, I think the most exciting things are a Starship, maybe a Starship launch, maybe a Green Run hot fire thing. Um, yeah, now see you next week. While I am recording these credits, my little brother is stomping all over the place upstairs. So I hope you can't hear that. But I can, and it's really annoying. And, yes, credits. Written, produced, edited, whatever, 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 whatever. By me. Um, also, the people who sort of manage my podcast are called Shirky Studios, but... The platform that we use to publish the podcast is Anchor, so then we publish it everywhere. Most of my listeners are actually listen on Anchor, so that's where I create the podcast. Um, oh. Yes, yeah, so, if you actually listen through all of the credits, which are pretty short, um, you... Well, I did do an announcement about a podcast called The Therapod. Um, I did put a link in the description for that, I believe, on some episode or other. Oh, yes. This episode I'm talking about comes out on March 1st. Um, I believe it comes out on March 1st. But, anyway, that um, podcast I'm talking about is, yes, the Therapod that's hosted by one of my friends. And we are thinking of a plan that at the end of each month, if we've been paying attention and listening to each other's podcasts, we're going to do a record together thing and quiz each other on our podcast shows for that month. Um, and whoever wins gets something. We're still working out the details. Um, yes, so that's all.